Welcome to track number five of Finish What You Started. See what is being said and what is to be said. They can't see it. So they argue. They, they just argue and argue and argue and argue till they see that. Look, this is not what you are saying. What you are saying is that generally in such instances, this is not the appropriate response. Period. Period. Try and see. Try and see. Try and see when you are being spoken to. Try and see what is being addressed. It will save you from answering back. It will save you a lot of talking back and a lot of discussions and a lot of arguments and a lot of this, a lot of that. It will save, it will save you from a whole lot of problems if you can see very fast. I think a lot of eyes are closed. I don't know what to do. I mean, do you usually sleep at camps? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what is to be done. You want drink water? Do you want something? I don't know. Uh, no, but it's camp. It's not your house. Oh. It's camp. So I can't provide everything. Mm. So my brother, okay, be awake. Be very, very awake. If you're feeling sleepy, you're going to stand at the back. Okay, so that I wouldn't have to send you there because. I'm a nice guy. I wouldn't like to, you know. <laughs> At least for now. So, when you're sleeping, you stand. Okay. Because if you sleep at the wrong time, you will get a response that may not be pleasant. Yeah. Okay. So, try not to sleep. I think you know it when sleep is coming, isn't it? Uh, sleep is not, it's not like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. The next symptom, the next symptom of pride is general rudeness. That you are generally rude. Generally disrespectful. You are the type that is rude. Mm. You're generally rude because you don't see why. You don't see why you must yield, submit to anything. So you stand up to anything. Everything you have a front to it. Everything you have an attitude towards it. Because you don't see why. I mean, why? Why should I give in to this? Why should I listen to this? Why should I listen to such rubbish? Why should I listen to such, such talking? Why should I listen to it? What? Hmm? Are you changing? Mm, no, no, no. How many of you have found some symptom already? Out of the two, you have found something. You can see something that has to change now. So are you changing now? Let's change now. Change must come. Yeah, can change. Yes, yes we can, isn't it? Yes, we can change. Yes, yes we have. Yes, we have. Yes, yes we have. We have. Can change. Yes, we have. We have changed. So general rudeness. Number three is refusing to come when called. When you are called, come. You say you won't come. Hmm? Oh, invited for shuffling, come. You say, I won't come. <laughs> Tell him I won't come. The pastor calls you, come. You say, mm, I'm busy. Hmm. A certain brother. 
I invited him recently for a prayer meeting. So he just come for us to pray, to fellowship, and to be there. And reply that you know. No, he. I mean, he has a church. He's pastoring a church. Uh, he sent a text, but he said, you know, he's having you know some fasting with his congregation. <laughs> so, so can I, you know, can I change the date? <laughs> I mean, he's a, nice, he's a nice brother, but he has not ahead the end of it. I said, me, I should tell me, I don't have anything doing. Me, I don't have a congregation anymore. So I'm just sitting somewhere calling people to come and pray. <laughs> you are telling me that I should change the date because you have a congregation. I said to him, do you remember Saul? <laughs> said, do you remember Saul? When he was sent to go and kill everybody. What he came back to say, that the people said they wanted something. He said, now your loyalty has gone to the people and not to the one who sent you. Now you are following the instructions of the people. You see, so that's when you stay with people for a while, after you've been sent to them, you develop sympathy for them. And when the visionary and the, the person who sent you calls for you, it sounds as though he's crazy. It sounds as though he's insensitive. You sound as though you are busy. You are too busy. Because you are, he's spoiling the work. He's disturbing the work. You're in the midst of a convention. It's a totally classic message. <laughs> yeah. The one who sent you, who knows what is good for where he sent you and what he wants for where he has sent you. You are now giving him excuses and reasons why you can't come and see him. Why you can't meet him because he's disturbing the work. Because now you have developed more, deeper understanding of the work than the one that sent you. You have developed your own vision for the work. You know where you should be when you should be where you should be and how you should be where you should be and what you should be doing where you are. So you can't be called. You can't be called. You have unnecessary sympathies. You are the carer of a sheep. He is carer of goats. You are a good shepherd. So when they call you, you say you are busy. When you are called, you say, I can't come. I'm busy. I'm in the middle of a program. I'm in the midst of fastings and prayers. I am dealing with principalities and princes of the air. I am pulling down strongholds and casting down imaginations. You are sending messages to us that we should come and see. The dead are raised. The peoples are walking. The deaf are hearing. The blind eyes are seeing. And blessed is he who comes in your name. <laughs> you are busy. When you are called, you can't come. When you are called, you can't come. Yet you can preach loyalty to the high authority. Who is your high authority? Loyalty is the high authority must first be applicable to you. When you are called, you drop everything because the caller is a higher authority. You must stop. Everything must stop. Everything must cease. It must cease immediately. Because the one who sent you is calling you. Probably has a new direction for you. New instruction for you. New things to be done. 
you are standing there with your sympathies, unnecessary sympathies, excessive sympathies. Changing the vision, the vision you, the structure you had five years ago, you are still running with it. Hmm? I think the message is clear. Mm. Are you with me? The next symptom of pride is feeling indispensable. Feeling indispensable. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, he can't do without me. They can't get rid of me. I'm here forever. I am the type that they can't do without. One of the signs of people who have this feeling that they are indispensable is that when you correct them, he doesn't correct. Because you know that after your shout and your scream, you need them. So they'll still be there. So they, they won't change. They won't tell you I won't change, but they won't change. If you tell them, come to church at this time. You come to church late. You are coming to play the keyboard. You come late. Come early. You say, he'll say, okay. He said, okay. He said, come at nine o'clock. He said, yes, pastor, I'll come. Next Sunday, he'll walk in at ten o'clock. Because he, he has a feeling, he has a feeling, he has a feeling that you can't tell him that don't touch the keyboard, don't play this. He has a feeling, the feeling is there. The feeling is there. The feeling is there. He's got the feeling. He has the feeling. Because he sees you, he sees you and when he comes at 10 o'clock, the worst you do is that you don't smile. That's the worst. And he knows that you need to preach. So by the time, by the time you're coming to be, you need a flow, so you start smiling. And he knows you can't, you won't suck him. But he has to know that you can suck him. He's got to know that he can be sacked. He's got to know that he, he must be told this is your last time. He has to be told. But when he sees that you can't do anything, oh, watch, watch people you have corrected and haven't corrected. The people you have corrected and they have not effected the change you recommended. Watch them. They have a feeling that I'm indispensable. He can't touch me. If they could, they would have stood in front of you and said, No, 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 no. You can't touch me. If they could, the day you correct them, they would just say, You can't touch me. You can't touch me. <laughs> if they could, they would have done that to you. They would have shown to you that you can't touch me. They would have told you that you are a dog that can bite. They'll say to you that you bark, but you can't bite. They'll tell you, hey, bite me. You can't bite me. You can't bite me. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's sometimes the weakness of a, of a leader creates that feeling of I'm indispensable in the congregation. It creates a feeling and an atmosphere of lack of discipline, lack of order, lack of respect. Because the leadership is weak. The leader hasn't got strength. The leader hasn't got faith. That look, this thing, I can iron it out. So he just lets everything, everything is okay. 
He said, everything is okay. He said, oh, this is okay. This is also okay. But this is also okay. Oh, this doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's okay. I mean, everything is okay, you know. It, doesn't, it really doesn't matter. I mean, we're okay. We will, we will change rather. We have faith, you know. It's okay. When you have to correct someone, you give the person a pat on the back. When things that are not okay, you have to say, it is not okay. Oh, he says, says, come nine o'clock. He says, nine thirty. Come nine thirty. You're smiling. It's okay. You're actually encouraging the person. You're actually making the person feel good, feel right, feel comfortable. You are creating a very bad atmosphere. A very bad. You are creating a very weak church. You are creating a church of rebellious people. People who can easily rebel against you. Because they feel they can't be sacked. Any assistant, any branch pastor, any shepherd must know that he can be sacked. He can be sacked. And sometimes must be sacked. Yeah. Sometimes must, sometimes must be moved. To the move from here. So he will know that he can be sacked. And it's good for his character. It's good for his attitude. It's good for him to learn humility, to learn how to be humble, to learn that look. It is not. It's not yours. It's not for you. You can be changed. You are not indispensable. You understand? I think you do. The next one, next sign of symptom of pride, is mocking and laughing at leaders. Are you enjoying the symptoms? Are you changing? If you feel indispensable, let that feeling go now. Now, now. Let that feeling go now. Let it be gone. Anytime I tell someone to do something, they don't do it. I immediately see the feeling they have. Because you see in another person, you see, you say, do this, and it's done immediately. And it is done instantly. And you see another person do this. Yeah, say, have you done it? Oh, no. Oh, have you done it? Oh, I'll do it. Have you done it? Oh, no. Oh, sorry, they don't say anything. That's why this late type of late type of behavior. Because, I don't care. He can't do anything to me. He can't change. He, I mean, he, can, he can't change. It's what you studied, you see, you don't have the guts to change. You don't have spine. Do you know spine? You don't have spine. You don't have backbone. To stand up for what you said. He's watched you over the months and over the years. And when you say something, when you back, whoa, 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 you don't back. You don't bite. It's just backing. So, so backings. Yeah. It's like a lot of mothers in their homes. Every day I'll beat you. Every day I'll beat you. Every day I'll beat you. They never beat the child. Every day threatenings. I mean threatenings. A lot of children are threatened. I mean every time threatenings. I'll beat you. I'll beat you. Stop it. Stop it before I get there. The child is watching you. You are not getting there. <laughs> For the last 10 years. Every time stop it before I get there. And you never come. So the child has developed something. Has developed something. I beat you. You don't beat. Beating, we don't say without. <laughs> we do it. 
Uh, uh, I didn't say to somebody I'll beat you. You don't say I'll beat you. Uh, uh, you don't say I'll beat you. You don't say I'll beat you. Uh, 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 You don't be the child. Child has become some sports child walking around. Because the Holy Spirit says, I'll beat you. Then stop it. Stop it. Stop it before I get there. And it's ending from here to here. Stop it before I get. Stop it before I lay my hands on you. Stop it. Lay your hands on me. You threaten that uh, the threatening carry no power. There's no power in the threatenings. This is the last time for the last ten years. Every time your last time. So when is the real last time? Mm. What is the real last time? Mm. When will be the last time? <laughs> Help people not to be indispensable. Not to have that feeling. Not to have that feeling. Not to have that feel. Everybody should know. Everybody should know that they can be replaced. Christians should know. Especially Christian wives should know that they can be replaced. They should know. Divorce is not the only way of replacing. So it's not divorce. But you should know you can be replaced. You should know. There's another way you can be removed. There shall be a remover. Yeah. You should know. So you see some of these Christians say they're so stuck in their ways because they know. Yeah, they know you can't do anything. You're a Christian. You're a Christian. You are a Christian. Besides, you're a pastor. Hey, pastor. What can you do? What can you do? What else can you do? You can just shout and say, but you can't do much. You are you are pastor. Ah, you're a pastor. We know you. No, you can't do anything. So you see them. Unbelievers are not like that. Unbelievers, they know they know they are not. They know they know the type of game they are involved in. They don't do some things. They know the race is hot. But you should see the Christian wives. They can answer back. They can do this. They can do that. They don't care. When you say this, they don't care. Say you are going out of shape. They don't care. If you don't like me again, say it. Mm. But you see the unbeliever one. Or the one married to an unbeliever. The one that you so you see them in morning. Nobody say in very morning. Well, you ask her, where are you going? I'm going jogging. But she knows. The competition is tight. It's tight. She'll go jogging. You see the other one, she'll be drinking soup. When she says that the soup is nice, that means that unprocessed animal fat is on top of the soup. She's drinking it. 
This soup is very, very, very nice. So, they say, watch it. Watch what? Watch what? Now you've changed. You don't like me again. Now you've changed. Now you've changed. <laughs> But she feels she can't be replaced. She feels she can't be replaced. She feels. That feeling is there. That feeling is there. She has that feeling. She has that feeling. You can't change me. You can't change me. You can't change me. Till death do us part. And know you are a serious Christian. She knows you are a serious Christian. She knows you love the Lord, especially the anointing. She knows you love the anointing. Oh. And she knows you studied the seven steps to loosen the anointing. So you don't want to lose the anointing. So it gives her room to drink animal fat. <laughs> Drinks animal fat. I'm preaching a good message. She knows, she knows you can't you can't do anything. No matter what you do, you go and come. You'll be you'll be like her and the children. I'll beat you. I'll stop it. Stop it before I get there. She knows you won't get there. You there's nowhere for you to get to. As thy as thy soul liveth. <laughs> we are in it, we are with you. You can't do anything. I won't change. I won't change. I won't change. I won't change. Yeah. And I told you turn around and you go. That's what she will do. <laughs> There's a total message. Anyway, we're talking about mocking and laughing at leaders. Mocking and laughing at leaders. <laughs> Making fun of leaders. Laughing at leaders. It's a sign of pride. Telling leaders, because you think you are pastors. They don't think, they are. <laughs> yeah. They don't think they are. They actually are. Don't make fun of leaders. When you have the courage and the boldness to talk and to make fun of leaders, of pastors. Of pastors, of Jews, of reverend ministers, of leaders in the church. You can make fun of them. You are proud. You are an, you are an, an equalizer. You feel you're the same. You probably even feel higher and better. How do you think Judas was able to betray Christ? I mean, look at Christ. There is no man whom it has been said he was anointed without measure. Powerful, powerful man, powerful. But Judas, I'm sure he looked at him, he equalized him. He just majored on some things. He's like this. He feels hungry. He cries sometimes. He's this. He's irritated here. He's whipping people in the temple. He's, you know, when when I look at him, you know, I look at him, you know, I can sell him, I can sell him, I can do without him, I can betray him. 
I can't. I mean, I can't. He's, I mean, there, there's, no, there's, there's nothing special about him. He was sleeping in the boat. Even, even water was falling on him. He couldn't feel the water. I mean, waves, storms were splashing water on him. He couldn't wake up. Ah. What kind of problem is this? He looked at the guy and said, this guy is ordinary. This guy is normal. This guy is normal. As soon as your leader, your pastor, gets close to you, let your guards go up. Because you see what other people can see. You see what other people don't see. You will see some things that are there. It's not as though it's hidden. It is there. But when you are far, you can't see it. It's when you come close that you see things. When you come close. When you come close and you see things, not everything that you see. A certain lady was talking to me. As she was standing in front of me talking. Suddenly she said, Hey Reverend, you have gray hair in your eyelashes. I said, look at you. You came close. You've seen something you can't see from a distance. You can't keep quiet. You are talking. You've just come close. You've just come close. You've just seen one thing. Gray hair and I. What is gray hair and I like? It's got to do with what I'm telling you. It's a complete message. Because when you come close, you will see what you can't see from a distance. Yeah. And when you see, doesn't mean you must discuss it. Doesn't mean when you go home, you must talk about it. You must go and laugh about it. You must go and make fun of pastors and leaders. You don't make fun of pastors and leaders. Whether in lighthouse or house light, we don't make fun of leaders. We don't. We don't. We don't. Hmm? We don't. Next one. A feeling. Same, the next sentence is a feeling that I am as good as my senior. I am as good as him. That's how you talk to him, the way you talk to him. That's how sometimes you can rebuke him. Hmm? That's how sometimes you can correct him. Because you feel you are as good as him. You feel what he's doing, you can do probably even feel you can do it better. Yeah. So you feel you can do it better. Because when he's asked you to do things, you feel he's too slow. He's too dull. He's not maverick enough. I mean, you're a maverick. You're a mover and a shaker. How can you be operating under this kind of dull type of person? He's too slow. Sometimes you need a slow leader to learn patience. Yeah. You need to learn patience. Say, ah, he's this. He's like that. He doesn't do this. Look. Let's let's go around. Let's let's go around. Let's overtake him. The way he's functioning, so no, I can't, I can't work under such a person. I can't work with such a person. Look, I'll tell you again. I said it in the morning. I'll say it again. Never have a ministry of dishonoring leaders. No matter what you do, let them look good. Let them shine. Let them look better than they really are. No matter what you do. No matter what you do. No matter what faults you see about them. Always let your pastor look good. Always let your leader look better than you. No matter what you see. No matter his faults. Do not dishonor a leader. Do not dishonor a good person. When you see an opportunity to dishonor, step back and step away from it. Say nothing. Say nothing. Say nothing, do nothing. 
Don't say it's too cool for you. Don't say it's not sharp for you. Don't say it's this. Don't say it's like that. Don't say he's like this. Because now you are becoming a rebel. The song you are singing is a song of rebels. They always wonder. It's a rebel who once said that, do these people always have to be my seniors? Are they going to be my seniors forever? Is it a, li- is it a lifetime thing? He's boiling under them. He doesn't see why he can't be promoted to be made equal. Because you see, he, his parameters, the things he's using to judge, is so wrong. Like, like some of these guys, when you read about them, they are talking about Moses. You see, say, God has also spoken to us about dreams. It's not about dreams. It's not about dreams. God has spoken to us about visions. It's not about visions. God's choice is not about who, who has had dreams and who has had visions. It's not about who has laid hands on someone and who has fallen and who has not fallen. It's about his choice. It's about what he wants. What he sees that you don't see and you can't see. Even the fact that you are talking about your dreams and visions and things you are saying, it's a sign that you are not even good for that job. Because you talk too much. Because you don't give glory to God. Because you are beginning to feel, now you are beginning to feel good. Small revelation God gave you, you are feeling too good. You are feeling too good. You are feeling too good. What would you do if you are able to part the sea? Slide revelation that you got. You are, I mean, you are dying. I mean, you are dying. You are dying because now you know must know scriptures. As you are saying the scripture, you can even tell that the person examining you doesn't know what you are saying. Hmm? Don't mock. Always have honor and respect for leaders. Always have honor for them. Always give them honor. Even when you think, you think by mistake, the thought will get to you by mistake that you are better or you are good. Still give them honor. As for faults, you see it. You see it, uh, including on yourself. As you can see, you're already sleeping. This is the first day. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just, we are just, we are just walking here. We are just, we are just pacing ourselves. And already sleep has come. So you can see yourself. You are not good. You can see you are weak. So why do you want to criticize someone? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can, you can see with us. Just little breakfast you had. You are sleeping already. What will happen after lunch? <laughs> Do you get it? You got it? You believe it? You like it? Mm. Mm. The next one, next symptom. Constant criticism. Constant criticism means that you always see faults. Now you always see that you know your standards are not being met. Always criticize. You always see a problem. You always see something you must complain about. Always, all the time, all the time you see something you must complain about. You never say it's good. It's never good enough. It's never good enough for you. You are never impressed. I mean, when will you clap? When will you go to church? The preaching is coming and you clap. I mean, when will you serve, find cause to clap for the preaching? And I'm still saying it, and you're not clapping. 
know about when. That's the thing. When will you get there where it's like, oh man, this is a good message. This is a good word. I mean, what a message. What a word. I'm so blessed. I'm so touched. I'm so moved. But every time in the midst of the preaching, the midst of the message, the midst of how things are organized, you can see false. Where will, you, where will you go for to church? Worship time and you will lift up your hands. Or you will kneel down and worship. I mean, when? When will you be relaxed enough to enjoy what is there? Every time. You see? The way they stand. What, what do you think? They, they need some alignment. You know, they should, yeah. I think, I think that it's not, it's not symmetrical. It's not, it's not symmetrical. Every time there's a problem. Every time there's a fault. Every time there's something. It's pride. It's, pr- it's only pride that makes you see problems all the time. There must be times when you can shout amen. There must be times when you must be excited. There must be times when you can clap. There must be times when you can lift up your hands and worship God. Ah, why are you not impressed? Ah, why are you not impressed? Why are you not impressed? You must be impressed sometimes. You must be impressed. You must be happy. You must see something good. You must see something great. You must always see. There are not all even the problems, but there are fewer problems. There are a lot more good things. You must see the good things and enjoy the good things. No constant criticism. Constant, constantly criticizing. Always, I mean, you are faithful in criticizing. You are constant and consistent. We can rely on you for a criticism. I mean, we can count on you for a criticism. You can be counted on. If we want criticism, something to change, we can count on you. We can count on you. That after service you come. You will come and tell us. You have something, yeah, you know, the word was good, but, um, but, um, but, um, you see, I've seen sometimes you should, you should keep the young fools quiet a little bit so that, uh, some of us are adults, you know, and uh, we need a bit of serenity to gain some focus. Are you not impressed that these young people are excited about the word and they love the word and they enjoy the word and they are into the word? Why are you not excited about it? I mean, what would you say if they were on the roads, on the streets, on drugs, doing crazy things? But here they are in church, shouting in church, screaming in church, excited in church, and you are not happy. You must be happy. You've got to be happy. You've got to be excited. You must love it. You must enjoy it. You must want it. Uh, be impressed. Tell them about be impressed. Be impressed. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You are impressed enough, sit down. 
The next one, next law. The people are chatting outside. Is, is there a reason? Is it part of the laws that we can go out and chat during the camp? Loyalty demands. So somebody should tell them that join camps. We don't chat outside. All right. Okay. All right. Are you blessed? Loyalty demands the right attitude. And loyalty follows instructions of people die. So we take a 30 minute break and then we'll be back. So 30 minute break. Give the Lord a shout.